Welcome to Investing in the U.S., an Aussie's Guide to U.S. Real Estate, a podcast for international investors and real estate entrepreneurs looking to break into the U.S. market. G'day, g'day, Reed Goosens here, and welcome to another cracking edition of Investing in the U.S., an Aussie's Guide to U.S. Real Estate. I hope you're having a great day. Thanks for dropping by and tuning in and continuing to grow your investing knowledge of U.S. real estate. Each week, we come to you live from Los Angeles, California, talking about all things related to U.S. real estate investing and how you too can successfully break into the U.S. market as an international investor, just like I did. Each episode, we'll be interviewing industry leaders, real estate entrepreneurs, and good old-fashioned go-getters who can help provide you the tools to start successfully investing in the U.S. So let's get into today's show. We have a cracking episode for you today, and I'm very excited to introduce today's guest, Mr. Ben Gray. G'day, Ben. How's it going? Hey, doing good, Reid. How you doing, mate? Ben is the founder of AmericanProperties.com.au and is also a fellow Aussie who packed up his bags and moved across the world in pursuit of a dream. Ben currently resides in the big New York City, and Ben and I actually met back in 2012 at a networking event in New York City. I remember at the time we were both newbies learning as much as we could, and I remember hearing an Aussie's voice in the crowd, and I said to myself, I've got to go up and say good day." Since then, we've been great mates, and not often do you meet a fellow Aussie entrepreneur at a real estate event in New York City. What are the odds, right? Two years ago, Ben launched AmericanProperties.com.au. His company focuses on helping international investors, in particular Aussie investors, get started purchasing investment properties here in the US, typically single-family cash-flowing deals. His company also helps get set up all the back-end stuff needed before an investor can take the plunge and purchase an investment property. Now, what do I mean by back-end stuff? I mean like all the legal and taxation requirements. But I'll let Ben explain it a little bit more and what he does. So Ben, before we jump into it, can you tell the listeners something that most people might not know about you unrelated to real estate investing? I suppose the most interesting thing is that I spent um, the vast majority of my 20s traveling the world. So I've filled a couple of passports. I've covered off about a third of the countries on the planet. And traveling definitely broadens your horizon, so to speak. But, uh, you know, it's given me a very international perspective of the world. And it's really nice to understand different cultures, customs, and points of view when, uh, you know, you're dealing with people from so many different backgrounds, which is happening more and more in this, in this crazy fun world that we live in. So that, that's my little piece there, Reid. That's great, mate. I enjoy traveling the world as well. And I take it you did a bit of uh, solo traveling. I know that's one of the best things that everyone suggests to do. That's my preferred way of traveling. You know, if you're traveling with a group, you're sort of bound to what the group wants to do. If you're traveling by yourself and you bump into, you know, a fun group of people or, you know, a nice girl or, you know, a buddy that you didn't know that you, that you were going to be friends with, all of a sudden you're, you're open to any adventure you want, you know, and if you want to change the plans, you don't have to agree with anyone. You just go off and do it. So, right. you know, that as well as being by yourself, you're forced to get out there and, uh, you know, interact and meet other people and do things. So, uh, yeah, highly, highly recommend the solo traveling. Good stuff, mate. Hey, mate, can you give the listeners a little bit more in-depth background into what motivated you to really get into real estate investing and really get into real estate investing in the US? 
Yeah, sure, sure. So, you know, I come from a family of real estate investors. Um, my mum and dad owned a bunch of residential and industrial properties in Australia. Still do, actually. Uh, my dad was a developer of, you know, single family properties and larger apartment buildings. Uh, brother's a mortgage broker, sister has property. You know, it kind of goes on like that. So I started out following in the family footsteps, investing in Melbourne. Uh, and then I moved to the US in 2010 and started, you know, getting involved with, you know, the, the networking meetups and whatnot that, you know, you, you alluded to earlier. And this was at the peak of the crisis or as the crisis was, you know, basically properties were really cheap and there was a lot of cash flowing real estate. The deals were amazing. So I started getting involved, uh, you know, in that manner. Then I started helping um, a couple of friends and family get involved and lo and behold, a business was born. And, you know, you said it was two years, but we're actually coming up on three years that we've been um, <laughs> operating. Wow. And, sorry. Uh, Excuse me. <laughs> Yeah, shame on you. But uh, no, no, that that's basically, you know, my story. And, uh, you know, in short, how I ended up where I am now and how I'm helping Aussies, you know, invest in the US. Mate, that's great stuff. I'm I'm not sure if, if you were sick of your day job or wanted to, you know, create more long term wealth, but it's great that you took action to take make a change in your life. That's fantastic. Now, the, the theme of today's show is really to illustrate how relatively straightforward it is getting started investing here in the US. And it's great that your company helps bridge the gap between overseas investors and cracking investment properties here in the US. So really, you guys act like boots on the ground, so to speak, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, we're the boots on the ground. We're a point man. We coordinate absolutely everything, connect our clients with absolutely everything. You know, we're, we're just, like you say, the boots on the ground. It's a good way of describing it. Good, good. And mate, can you just sort of give me the A to Z, a bit of a rundown of, of what, if I'm an international investor coming to you, americanproperties.com.au and say, hey, hey Ben, how do I get set up? What Can you just walk us through the processes that you walk your clients through on a daily basis? Yeah, sure, sure. Basically, the first thing we'll do is um, start getting people set up and we'll begin by figuring out where they're going to get their funds from. So a lot of people have savings that they want to invest. Some people have a self-managed super fund that they want to use to invest. Uh, other people have equity in a property, they have a property they might want to sell, you know, in Australia, I mean, um, or they might be able to get a line of credit, you know, whatever it might be, we figure out what funds are going to be available and uh, what we're going to be working with. Then after that, we'll go through and start getting everything set up. So foreign exchange accounts to send money between the US and Australia, accounting services. So, you know, tax ID numbers, which is the ITIN number in America, the individual taxpayer identification number, tax returns, a bunch of other forms and things that need to be filed with the IRS. Uh, we'll talk about legal services. So getting people set up with LLCs or other entities, making sure they've got proper legal counsel when they need it. And I suppose the other thing on the front end is securing U.S. financing, which we've got our, you know, a very robust network of suppliers that work with foreign nationals and different providers of properties that have in-house financing and you know, a few banks here and there that will work with foreign nationals as well. After that, we move on to the actual, the, the fun part, so to speak, which is identifying an area to invest in that fits with what the individual client might want. So, you know, some people want really, really high cash flow. Some people yep. want capital growth. Some people want a combination. Some people want to take on more risk. Some people want to take on as little risk as possible, you know. So there's a lot of different areas in the U.S. that have very, very different investment profiles. And we try to match the, you know, individual person to the area that makes the most sense for them. After that, we start finding properties and suppliers and, you know, we'll do the property sourcing, the due diligence. Um, we'll be able to assist with closing, connecting with property inspectors, uh, appraisers, surveyors, 
property managers, absolutely everything. So by the time the process is finished, um, you know, we've been there to walk you through the whole process, make sure everything that it has been done in the right order and the right manner. And then you've got an investment that's going to produce ultra reliable cash flow and grow in value over its lifetime. Fantastic, mate. And just to take a little step back with the with the ITIN process and LLC for those international investors out there not understanding, you know, there's, again a lot of acronyms here in the US. But why would I need an LLC? And what is an LLC? You know, just to give a background on that. Yeah, sure. You know, I'm not a lawyer, but I'll throw out there what I can. And um, <laughs> an LLC is uh, a limited liability company, and it's similar to a proprietary limited company in Australia. So you're going to get liability protection. So generally, if you have your properties homed within an LLC, should uh, you know a tenant or a friend's tenant perhaps slip on some scuffed carpet and you know fall down the stairs, break their neck, something horrible like that, they're not going to be able to sue you personally. They're only going to be able to sue the LLC and the assets within the LLC. So you know they're not going to come after your house or your car or whatever it might be. So you get that um, protection in that manner. Also with an LLC, going to be potential tax benefits and you can just set up LLCs in different manners. So you can have, you know, I'm probably getting too technical here, but you can tax it as a C Corp, tax as an S Corp. Right. You know, you can do all manner of different things. You can have them incorporated in different states. So if you do it properly, you can really, like I say, reduce your liability and um, effectively um, utilize the tax system for your benefit. And you guys provide that service in terms of linking the investor with uh, good tax advice in terms of what type of entity they need to be setting up for the particular property they're purchasing or looking at? Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, so we get the general overview of what it is they're looking to do. And Mm -hmm. then we say, look, you know, we can connect you with an accountant that's appropriate for the level of investing and the type of investing you want to do. And they're going to be able to give you proper advice. And then the, they'll speak to the accountant who sometimes says what Ben's told you is uh, accurate and sometimes will say, no, 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 you don't want to do that. You want to do something more like this, which is exactly why we connect people with uh, uh, you know, qualified professionals. But yeah, you know, so, so we, we do. We make sure that everything's you know, been done in the best way possible and we help our clients uh, through the process every step of the way. Fantastic. And that process, if I in, engage with americanproperties.com.au and then I – how long is it before I'm actually – you know, I can actively buy an investment property, you know, what, what's the period of time, you know, a month, two months, what is it? I tell people that we can get all of the paperwork in mm-hmm. for you to be set up within a couple of weeks. And then everything will start rolling in after that. The real linchpin, if you're going to use an LLC, uh, is waiting for the EIN number. So you've got to apply for the LLC. And that might take a week or two to come back and then you apply for the EIN and that can take anywhere from usually, usually it's around two weeks, but it can take as long as six weeks. Mm -hmm. And that EIN number is critical to actually be able to close on a property. So, you know, working with that logic, it's, it's about one to two months to be able to close. That being said, it usually takes people uh, a number of weeks to find a property they like. And then once you set up the closing, the closing is inevitably two to eight weeks uh, into the future. Mm-hmm. That doesn't usually impact too much. So I've come a big roundabout way, Reid, of saying that you can go from <laughs> not having anything set up to owning a property within realistically about one to two months. Fantastic. And I know when I first, and I know when you, you know, when we first met, I struggled a lot trying to get bank financing. And you sort of said in the introduction a little bit that you guys have bank uh, bankers that, that work with international investors. So I know that I, I'm living here in the US as credit scores, there's all these other jargon. How do people really qualify being an international investor with an LLC, getting to secure financing for a property? 
Yeah, and it's a good question. So back in 2010, it was really, really hard. You know, so all of the big banks, you know, so your Bank of America, your Wells Fargo, um, you know, those kinds of, you know, larger institutions, they don't really have programs for foreign nationals mm-hmm. that, are, that are purchasing investment properties. Some of them have them for people purchasing second homes, which is a holiday home that you're not technically supposed to rent out can pretty much write off all of the big banks in that regard. Uh, after that, we start looking at you know, Wall Street, for example, right now. They've got a lot of programs that are available for institutional investors, people with you know, two or 300 grand behind them to be mm-hmm. able to purchase rental properties throughout different states. There's a lot of suppliers that will actually have in-house financing on their properties. So they'll provide loans against the properties that they've um, you know, renovated and tenanted and sold on. Now, there are quite a few private lenders that are cropping up, you know, non-bank lenders, I guess you could call them. Mm -hmm. And they used to charge ridiculous fees, like eight points, which is 8% of whatever the value of the loan is, just in upfront fees and all sorts of other fees. These days, there's a lot more competition. Lending's really freeing up. And with a lot of these non-bank lenders that will work with foreign nationals, you can get really attractive terms. So, you know, 25% down payments, you know, 5 6% interest rates non-recourse loans, all all sorts of things like that. So I'm probably missing a few different avenues here. You know, we do have some banks that are willing to work with us as well and a few other sources. But, you know, yeah, long story short, we've got a bunch of different avenues that are on the table that we can tailor to the individual client, the property they're purchasing, the value, the location, all that kind of thing. You know, it's definitely a tight-knit network, very niche. There's not a lot of um, people who know all of the different options or have access to them. We're lucky enough that over time, uh, people have started coming to us rather than the other way around. So, you know, it's definitely getting a lot easier. Fantastic. And you sort of mentioned how many of your clients do execute on a bank loan? Like, you know, if, say if I had uh, $200,000 in cash, I could just come and buy a property straight, you know, all cash and I don't need any of the banks. But, you know, what, what's the percentage of your clients that you see initiating with a smaller bank or a private money lender, as you uh, alluded to? It's roughly 50-50. Some people are just really interested in making a cash purchase Mm -hmm. and collecting, you know, a solid amount of cash flow and not having to worry about a loan. Other people, you know, want to get as much um, leverage as they possibly can. So, yeah, yeah, it's a real mix, to be honest. And I'm going to just throw one last thing at you. I know you're not a a foreign trader in terms of currency, but, you know, with the Aussie dollar and and some other currencies becoming weaker against the US dollar, how are you sort of seeing, are investors drying up? Are they getting more in terms of international investors? What's, what are you sort of seeing? Also a mix. So, you know, it really depends, I think, on people's perspective. So people, I think, get, I don't know what the word is, um, confused or, you know, I'm not, perhaps that not, not, that's not the best word. But when you're comparing US dollars to Australian dollars, mm-hmm. you're not comparing apples to apples. It's right. apples to oranges. You know, they, it's not that when you're um, exchanging your Australian dollars, you're getting less money mm-hmm. in US dollars. You're actually getting the same amount of money. It's right. just the exchange rate is different. And, you know, people often think they're losing money, but they're not really losing money. That's just the prevailing exchange rate. So, mm-hmm. you know, something that costs you $10 in Australia in general, might cost you $10 in the US. Now, there's a million variables that come into play, but that's the basic premise that I'm trying to get across there. Sometimes people call us up now and they say, look, we, I want to invest, but you know the exchange rate's um, not as good as it once was. And we point out that not projected to get any better. And you're better off, at least from our point of view, and from the point of view of many economists and 
Forex traders in the world, getting your money denominated in US dollars mm -hmm. so that then in the future, should there be any further drop, you're going to be protected. Not only protected, you're going to actually make money. When you send your money back to Australia, you're going to receive more dollars, more Australian dollars than the US dollars. And in the example of people who have lines of credit in Australia to support the property purchase in Australia, you're going to be paying down a loan a hell of a lot quicker because you're going to have more dollars coming in than you would have if you had them in Australia. It's a very complicated concept to get across, but um, hopefully the readers can pause and rewind there and maybe uh, understand what I'm getting at. No, no, that, that came across really well. I've actually got a couple of international investors who really now are looking at it's nearly like hedging their bets and sort of it's another asset class. So coupled with the cash flowing opportunities here in the US, they're using it as a foreign transaction because, you know, say they hold the property for two years, it goes up in value. The US currency continues to grow. I'm, I'm talking about Australian dollars. You know, there's many, uh, many different currencies around the world. But then, then as they trade it back, that's again, they're making money on the trade back as well as all the cash flow that they've made from the property and all the sale. So it's sort of like a two-pronged approach, which was uh, really interesting to hear from a couple of guys that are actively investing with me in the United States. But but great stuff, mate. Look, your company really just sounds like you're helping, you know, you're a one-stop shop for helping guys get started. And I actually use you guys with all my back-end stuff for my investors and my deals. And it's great to be partnering with someone like yourself, Ben, who really knows the ins and outs of uh, all the American markets in terms of LLCs and ITIN numbers and and bank loans and transferring money. And I can really just sort of task you with, with organizing my investors and I can focus more on finding good syndication deals. Uh, with that being said, mate, what's been the biggest learning experience to date that has shaped your success in the US market? Yeah, and this, this is a tough question because, I mean, there's so many things that shape someone to the way they, they move forward in this world, so to speak. You know, I've never had a full-time job in my life. I've always um, either ran my own business or I've been an independent consultant. The simplest thing that that's taught me is just to have integrity and mean what you say, do what you say, and look after people. Good you know, point. you've always got to do the right thing by the, the people you're working with. And if you do that, they're going to do the right thing by you. You know, you get a good reputation. And more than that, it's just good business. If you do, if you do the right thing by someone and the opportunity comes up for you to do business in the future, that they're going to want to do business with you. It's as simple as that. Fantastic. And mate, looking forward, what are you doing to build your business with AmericanProperties.com.au and grow as a real estate entrepreneur in the US as markets start to change? So where we've always helped, you know, individual investors that are at any point of their career, whether they're starting out buying one property or if they want to buy, you know, two properties, or they want to build a portfolio over the next few years. And, you know, that hasn't changed and we're going to continue to do that. But we are beginning to target high net worth individuals, investment funds, larger sources of capital, larger investors, and essentially, you know, link them with be it portfolios or larger apartment buildings or, you know, some of the syndication deals that you're doing, Reid. Exactly. You know, things, things like that. So essentially just increasing the scale of the business. And, you know, everything that comes along with that. So, you know, the marketing campaigns behind that, the building of supplier networks. Yeah, I actually saw your new website uh, or the revamped website. It looks very, very professional. Very, uh, very good stuff, mate. You should pat on the back. So with all the experience in the US market uh, and you're actively doing deals, I know you're primed for giving us your top five investing tips for the US. Are you ready to get into it? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. What's your most successful habit you practice to keep on track towards your goals? It's uh, just organization. So I've got 
a number of systems to keep me on track. Uh, you know, in short, I've got a big list of different things that I know I need to get done. And anytime I can think of something that I need to get done, uh, no matter how big or small, I just add it to that list. And some of that work will get broken away to be, you know, bigger projects that will, you know, sort of span, you know, many, many days, many weeks, many months. Some of them will be activities that I can do quickly. Some of them will fall somewhere in between. And essentially at the start of every day, I'll look at that list and think strategically about what I'm trying to accomplish, what needs to get done and put together a quick to-do list for the day and, uh, you know, knock that out. And using that system allows me to get a hell of a lot of stuff done really. Um, so, so that, that keeps me on track. Fantastic. And this sort of, I love establishing processes and particularly as a, as a growing business, you really got to be malleable, particularly if you're relying on yourself. And this sort of goes into my second question. What's your most influential tool that you use in your real estate business and why? I feel like I'm kind of copying out here. I'm giving a too broad an answer, but I'm going to say technology. <laughs> so, you know, as an example, all of the marketing that we do is highly leveraging, you know, the internet. So we've got Google AdWords, Facebook, you know, a million other different sources and complicated funnels, you know, so we, we know about every customer and how they came to us and what the cost of acquisition was, uh, how we can improve that funnel, all, all that kind of thing. So essentially, that's, I guess, and I just talked about the customer acquisition, but also just in dealing with clients, you know, we, we can do everything online. Uh, things that other businesses might find complicated, we've built technology on the back end to be able to handle it. So something that might take 30 minutes, we can now complete in, you know, one or two minutes. You know, if we need to analyze an area, we're not looking at reams and reams of data. We've got, you know, sophisticated software programs that are going to, um, you know, pass different data, look at different metrics, look at live information, all sorts of other stuff, and, uh, you know, be able to make smart, intelligent decisions about, you know, what we're going to do and why we're going to do it uh, for us and our clients. That's great, mate. That's a, I think that's fantastic that you're leveraging other streams that can help you with your business. You know, like this podcast, I'm pu- putting it on iTunes and I'm leveraging iTunes to get out to a wider audience rather than sort of having my website or something like that. But that's, that's fantastic stuff. Uh, and just to add to that, I actually use Todoist uh, and Smartsheet, which is very, very good in terms of uh, recording your to-do lists for the day and, and, and ticking off items. So uh, if keep listeners, go search Todoist in Google. It's very, very helpful. Mate, what's the most exciting project you're working on right now? I guess this leads back to sort of targeting the higher net worth individuals. We have you know, a number of clients that are looking at purchasing large portfolios. So, you know, guys that are looking to purchase smaller to medium-sized apartment buildings, people who want to purchase, be it 5, 10, 15 properties and different groups that are coming together to pool their money to get involved in, um, you know, larger deals. So there's, there's a few large deals in the pipeline, which are very, very exciting. Good stuff, mate. And who's the most influential person in your career to date? Besides my dad, I'd have to say Robert Kiyosaki. And I say that I, I kind of don't like the guy in many ways, but you know, he, he does these um, seminars where they charge a lot of money and I don't really agree with the business model. And uh, you know, I won't get into that too much because he definitely gave me one of my biggest aha moments You know, when I read his book and read a number of his books actually and understood the concept of cash flow investing. In Australia, everyone invests in property, at least everyone I've ever met, uh, is only looking at capital appreciation. And it's a great way to make money in a rising market. And 
people don't understand, like the people in the US realized when there was a big crash, that that can all come tumbling down in a very quick second. And you can go from being you know, very wealthy on paper to very poor. Whereas mm-hmm. if you're a cash flow investor and you've got regular cash flow coming in from your properties, the underlying value of the asset is less important in the sense that you're still going to be receiving a similar amount of monthly income no matter what happens in the market. And more to that, the greater cash flow you can generate, the more assets you can acquire that generate cash flow, you know, eventually you're going to reach a point where you've, you know, you've reached a livable wage or, you know, an extremely uh, lucrative amount of money. Long story short, once you've got that cash flow rolling in, you know, you've got a lot more options on the table. Fantastic, mate. I I completely agree. And Robert Kiyosaki was another aha moment when I read his book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Great stuff. And mate, final question is, what's your best deal you've done to date here in the U.S.? So helped a client very recently purchase a package of 20 single family properties. So we assisted with everything from uh, you know, getting them set up with everything that they required. You know, everything that I talked about before, I won't, I won't go over it again, but we mm-hmm. got them set up, got them the financing, helped them find the properties and off they went. And yeah, so it's a great deal. And hopefully we, like I say, we look to do many more. Re- repeat business, right? <laughs> exactly. Mate, and finally, I'm gonna. I'm starting a bit of tradition on the show, and I, I usually ask my non-Australian guests to do their best Aussie accent. But I'm gonna get you, as you are an Australian, to give me your best American accent. How about give us investing in the U.S. in your best American accent? Uh, you are stitching me up, mate. You are <laughs> stitching me up. I'm gonna give this a shot, but the, I, I have to apply so many disclaimers to the start of this. But um, it's gonna it's gonna be a Southern accent. So what do you want me to say again? Uh, just investing in the U.S. Investing in the U.S. Right, that was good. That was <laughs> yeah. That no. American accent was not good. So what I've learned is, you know, when you call the AT and T or you know Telstra or whoever it yep. might be, and they have the voice prompts, mm-hmm. they have no bloody idea what you're saying when you're an Australian. So you have to put on a fake, terrible American accent for the automated prompts to understand you. And yeah, so you've just heard my AT and T voice. <laughs> That's great stuff, mate. And and where can people reach you to continue the conversation? Listeners that are listening in, you can contact me directly. The email address is ben.gray, that's G-R-A-Y, at americanproperties.com.au. You can also just go straight to the website, americanproperties.com.au, and there's plenty of ways to get in touch through there. And yeah, more than happy to talk to anyone and um, take things from there. Mate, thanks a lot. Well, Ben, thanks for giving us some great takeaway information to the listeners on getting set up here in the US. Thanks again for dropping by, and we'll catch up soon. Thanks, Reid. Well, there you have it, a great quick and dirty intro into getting set up here in the US as an international investor. We covered some great basic steps from obtaining an ITIN number to forming an LLC to starting a US bank account and getting US financing. It's all very straightforward and the best part about it is AmericanProperties.com.au can help you get started. Now, make sure you check out all the show notes for any links we mentioned in today's show and a summary of our conversation with Ben will go, we post it online at www.rsnpropertygroup.com forward slash episode two. You'll also be able to find all the previous episodes under the podcast tab. Thanks for taking some time out of your day to tune in and continuing growing your real estate investing knowledge. I hope you got a lot out of today's show and to continue the conversation with us, follow us on Facebook and Twitter by searching RSN Property Group. And remember to leave an iTunes comment below and we really appreciate it as it helps continue to grow our eager investors of international guys looking to break into the US market. So until next week, take care, be safe, and remember, happy investing. Thank you.